0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt-Kings Podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have the honor of hosting Dale Forward. How are you doing today, Dale? Hey, I'm good. It's good to see you, man. It's good to be on. Good to see you also. You've been in this space for quite some time. You reached out to me since I was hosting some other grand creators. And, you know, I think we should start off by simply asking, you know, tell me a little more about yourself and, you know, who you are and what represents you. Yeah, so,
1: um... So I'm like Australian, I live in Australia, um, and I've been an artist like all my life. Um, I've, I've made a huge range of sort of different art things over my life. Like I've, I've built, um, comic books that I've shipped around the world. Um, I've had some like more traditional gallery exhibitions. Um, and yeah, like I've done as much as I can within art and, um, Basically, it sort of led into me starting my own businesses with art, and that led into NFTs, which they just seemed like the highest chance of success at the time that I was like looking for um, a new business. And sure. Then, yeah, like I, um, I basically started on Ethereum, but that was um, they just like I was getting some sales from friends, but it didn't really lead into anything bigger, mostly because of the gas prices. And so then uh, I talked to some collectors and they were suggesting other coins and one that came up was Algorand. And so then I spent like the last two-ish years uh, building stuff on Algorand and learning about the crypto space. And then now recently I'm exploring XRP, which is um the big thing at the moment for me. Is so,
0: that? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think it's awesome that you found your way to much more sustainable cryptocurrencies that have a lot more longevity within kind of how they can really mass adopt more people and be used in a bigger, broader scale. So that's great. I mean, Algorand's a great chain. I've spoken to many great people over there and I really like these, you know, the, obviously the alternative token since the name, the alt Kings, but uh, yeah. it's because, you know, they're just so sustainable. It's like you go to Algorand, XRP, bar Cardano, you find yourself at all these different chains and it seems for the most part, the communities are much similar and kind of, you know their perspectives on the greater crypto world and it's just it's a great sight to see but tell me a little bit you know more about your experience as like an algorithm artist and how that you know came to life developing you know nfts yeah so um when i started i had
1: no idea like people were just sort of saying yeah just like make an nft and list it see what happens like and so i was like okay so i built some art um That I thought was cool and just sort of trying to make, um, more like one of one traditional style, like stuff that was art compared to the PFP stuff that was around. Um, and I was, um, heavily inspired by D4, um, at the moment, who's the Delta crew creator. If people are watching, they might know that. Um, and he was one of my first collectors. And so he was doing 3D art, which is what I started off with. I was using Unity. And, um, and I found that at the time that I started, which was, I think, November, like 2021, I think, um, it was uh, a really strong community at the time, which like, re- it felt like it was flourishing, you know, like there was so much going on and, uh, I was just re- releasing pieces once a day, um, I guess, inspired by like people, you know, I was just like, let's just do what people did and like, see what happened. And they were selling, like, very fast. Um, and then when it got into December, things slowed down because of Christmas and everything. And so then I realized, oh, so there's a bit of a cycle going on maybe with this. Like, I was starting, starting to see it then. And um, then as things went on, I, I'd learn about, like, the bear cycle and the bull market and stuff and all those crypto terms. But uh, generally, yeah, I realized that, oh, there's some people that want to collect art and want to collect one-of-one art and my stuff but i had to um, really go through and try and understand why though like because i un- I could see it you know the data proved that yeah at least this the stuff was selling but i had to spend a lot of time like trying to unravel uh, why people collect one of one art or just art or pfps in general and so i did a lot of experiments on algorand um, especially under my algo gods collection of just different art styles different release methods um, different mediums and everything just and talking to a lot of people in the spaces to try and understand uh what makes high quality stuff and then over the the next few months or like year or so i started to get the different aspects of it and then i could start to funnel that into like maximizing the best or the better quality art and um yeah and then it just sort of developed into like our one artwork and one nft uh, relates to a whole collection, then, and so then you're sort of building one artwork inside of one much larger artwork. Um, and that's awesome. To, uh, yeah, it's, I've noticed that. Um, it's a lot of. I try and think of it like fractals and stuff, where it's, yeah, yeah, and and, um, and that's something that I've been trying to think a lot more about, where you've got the artwork inside the collection, and then how the collections relate to one another as well. And so then you can hopefully bring value to your past collections too by making new, new ones as well. Wow.
0: Smart approach. I mean, what, you know, what is your favorite type of art style, would you say? Uh, well, for me to make it, at the moment I've been doing a lot of
1: the drawn stuff using the tablets. Um, I find that that gets um, a lot of positive feedback because people see it being made and they, um, they know how to draw in a way. Like everybody's tried to draw. So they understand the sort of difficulty and stuff. And um, I find that that adds a lot of um, value to the experience of seeing the piece compared to maybe like the 3D art, which even though like that can be, um, you can do some like different effects and you can make it more efficiently and um, do like more like epic things because you can just multiply, you know, a thousand things. But um, I think so that... It's a different headspace for that because when people see it, they, um, they connect it maybe to more like gaming or, um, other artists that they've seen rather than their own personal experience of making it, uh, which I think can just affect the value of it. Um, yeah. So there can be a different approach to 3d art in like, um,
0: adding value compared to if it was hand drawn. That's a good cool. point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, what it really inspired the creation of Algor- uh, the Algo Gods NFT project, would you say? What was the big turning point that made you discover, you know, Algo Gods is kind of what I want to go with, and this is the approach I'm going to take?
1: Yeah, well, so like a lot of my collections, they evolve over time. So um, at the beginning of Algo Gods, I wanted to just make um, some art. At, like before even Algo Gods was named, um, I was just making art and releasing it. it. And- sure. Just calling it names of things. And then some of the the names in the space said to me, like, you should make a collection name and like, and think about that as a thing. Um, And so I decided Algo Gods because a lot of my art relates around like godlike big creatures. I find as well that the spiritual content and that sort of epic size uh, tends
0: to make people connect and it like adds that value to the piece what type of gods is it by chance is it like greek mythology or like is it like superhero type of gods anything it can
1: be like a, a mix um it can be more traditional gods like um like the greek or norse or in, yeah. in gods and stuff um or it can be like more joking and stuff so it could be like the god of teacups or whatever and like they're just trying to get a range and as i went on that term became a bit more loose because i was experimenting so much too so um I did some content where it was like videos doing infinite zooms and everything where um it was more centered around the environment rather than the god itself so I kind of was a bit loose on that term <laughs> but um but what ended up happening was that yeah like it became a spiritual sort of experience where I tried to think about like how do I make these artworks really nice then like Um, how do I make them like fit for the gods in a way? Like, and, um, and so what happened was people said, you need a limit for your collection. I just keep making it. It makes it hard for um, collectors to sort of value it and connect with it. So I decided on 888, which is like a, I think a Chinese luck number and it's good positive vibes and stuff. Um, and so then I realized that if I'm going to do that many and my collection's so broad and, um, changing over time then i want the each piece to try and lead up so that that 888 piece is epic and a, an awesome piece so what happened was i kept taking more and more time with my artworks um and yeah trying to unravel what makes an artwork valuable and so now i'm doing a more intense like hand-drawn pieces that are large and are like made for posters nice that's awesome and- yeah, it's just sort of developed over time because at the start, I knew nothing about the space. I knew nothing really about NFT art. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to keep it loose and, and open like so that I can adjust as I went. And I have you enjoyed fun. the process? Sorry? Have you enjoyed the process? Yeah, I, I definitely have. Like, There's been some ups and downs and stuff, um, I think. Uh, Probably mostly relating to the the price of
0: Algorand and the space shrinking a bit. Makes sense. um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was a typical NFT project problems, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, um, but yeah, I'd love, I love sitting down and making the art. um, And yeah, I think that the positive thing about the whole thing is how supportive the community has been. They've just supported um, the directions that I've taken, they've like given me feedback. But I think the, um, the big thing is that they just sort of trust and let me do my thing. Like, they're just like, you, you kind of know what you're doing. You just go and do a test it out and stuff. And we'll call you out if you're really making a mistake. Like, and I think that's been huge because then I can experiment without as much fear of like losing all this respect or whatever. And I think that sort of goes the same with going to XRP and testing that out. Um, I've seen a lot of artists, um, try and move to a different chain and um a lot of like projects especially, they're just the space can be like, oh, you're just a you cash grabber then you left. But it's like for from my eyes, like the way I explain it to my collectors, um, is that like, you know, I wanna keep everything going, but Algorand isn't sustainable. And so if you um if you want an, an artist to be around, I need to be free to move and explore and um and I've noticed as well that people from XRP are going to Algorand and testing things out too. So yeah,
0: it's a lot of cross-chain lecture. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on you know artificial intelligence, like AI-generated photos and NFTs? One would put you know, yeah, there's a lot of it out in the space. I have realized you know just starting to pop up here and there, and I think it's just because how accessible it is for anybody. You know, just create a collection of a couple thousand AI-generated photos type out what they want it to be they see what it looks like oh they're like yep check mark it's good to go and then they put it up on a marketplace and hope it sells and i'm i'm just curious you know coming from an actual artist who you know has to use you know a lot of creative aspects and abilities just to you know configure and create just you know unique one-of-one pieces what are your thoughts on how ai can integrate with a lot of art now well,
1: yeah. So I think there's there's two important things there. The the first one is that AI can really assist artists in a lot of different ways, um, and I think that assistance is really important to recognize. Where for me, I've used it for upscaling uh, and maybe doing some special minor effects, but the actual artwork itself that I've created more by hand is still maintained and still visible. And I think the the other big point is that um sort of coming back to what I was saying before about how you can create value by the type of medium that you choose to make the artwork in um I think a lot of people see AI as like cheating and I I see it um in the same sort of way as how people used to see photography with art where they were like yeah you snap a photo and then boom it's done like you don't think much about it but as people now have been educated over time they've realized oh no photography is like a legitimate art form and there's lots of different skills and stuff and i think that that can be a thing that happens with ai i don't know for sure yet but i know that a lot of people just see it as um just typing in a prompt and then it spits out an image and um i've talked to ai artists and i know that there is a bit more that goes in on in there but um The way that people value it is by their own preconceptions of how things are made, and so yeah, generally people are going to say it's valued less. And I think for, from my eyes, the successful AI projects are the ones that um either use it in a a different way to like assist their art, or the they um the value of the NFT isn't purely from the visual content like through the AI, it connects to something else. So maybe through the community. Where one really good example is uh, Afrospace on Algorand, who he uses um uh, like uh, images using AI, and it's like of oh, African culture and stuff, but and different things in that. But to start a conversation about maybe famous people, famous African American um like people there, and so then it's trying to represent that culture and start a conversation about that, where the because the art looks good you know but yeah the value the true value comes from the community that's surrounded around it and um and i've seen that a lot with um higher quality ai um, nfts is they might focus on video content which is like pushing all the ai videos and artworks together to make something new and so then it's more ai assisted or um the ai artwork is a bit like it's um it that makes sense.
0: Awesome. That's sort of how I see it. Yeah, yeah. You opened me up to a new uh, way of looking at some things. It was uh, whenever you were referencing AI to how, you know, photography was looked at with, you know, hand-drawn portraits. I never really thought of that, but it makes so much sense how AI is to now kind of just any sort of art. It's really sort of, you know, up the level or more or less up the bar that it takes to be creative and to create uniquely because now it's you really have endless opportunity with AI. it's just a matter of scaling that to your own personalization and making it you know one of one.
1: Yeah and I've found too that um, it, yeah it pushes a lot of the artists then to yeah up their quality because yeah there's all these high quality artworks now that are around. Um, yeah and it also I actually think it makes artists that share their process uh, more valuable too. So I try and show time lapses of my drawings. And it proves that I'm a human. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah, very true. Um, yeah, and it's like, all right, well, we know this guy is, like, legit and stuff now. And so it really, like, adds a lot with that. Um, but, yeah, I I do wonder, like, I think the similar to, like, photography or even digital art, like, there's some people in the world that still think any digital art just isn't art at all. And that still blows my mind. But, um, yeah, I think that AI art over time and this could be years like 5 or 10 years that people really wrap their head around what it takes and type of value and stuff I think it's just because it's so new and people don't understand it and they see that AI is scary and just of everything else that AI represents that um, yeah I think over time people will get more educated and then we'll know it's true value after a few years if it's worth more or less and
0: definitely that's, that's, those are great points, and you know I'd love to ask you this next question. You know, as you know, you've been an artist in this space, working on three different chains now, soon to be working on XRP. What is some advice that you would give a brand new artist who has a history of just doing freehand drawn artwork that wants to enter this space and work on a chain and produce NFTs? Um, I think a big
1: thing is to not overcommit too much um i think that if you can try and maintain your lifestyle as much as you can then you can have longevity in the space um i think that you definitely though need to listen to the people in the space though as well because they know much more than you about selling nfts but um but also be particular about what you act on with what they say which sort of relates to over committing because um, a lot of people will ask about utility and stuff. They'll suggest things like, hey, you should do like customs if people own 10 pieces or like, hey, you should give royalties to the holders of um, your works. But then um, if you're an artist and I'm assuming that that's all you do, that's your only skills, you got no dev skills, you got no social media skills and stuff too. The social media stuff though you do need to develop
0: that's yeah that's that's a big for the future of anything nowadays online
1: yeah yeah like honestly that's um more important sometimes than the art itself but if you do good art um then it should be
0: the social media thing like art um, that resonates that's the big key you have to resonate with people for them to like it and then them to want to buy it at the end of the day and if it doesn't resonate with the party you're going for or attracting then you're not going to sell and then you also have to think of you know just different aspects of being able to sell someone anything and that's one of the biggest factors i think yeah and that's actually
1: another thing that i'd say is um don't worry about the slight price of your sales early on too much um focus on getting holders first yeah so I think that if you can price it where you're getting a reasonable income for the amount of time that you're putting in, but, um, it might not be crazy, but getting holders first, that's much more important than getting the crypto. Definitely. Because if you can get like 10 holders, then, um, those people are now in your world and in your project, and they can help you grow and tell you more about the space. Though they should be like your best mates when you go on in, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but yeah, I think the for them too, they can be the sounding boards too, where you speak openly and honest and say, I only have this much time. I only have these skills and, um, I don't want to overcommit to all these different things because if, but also if you're an artist and you're just like, yeah, I want to muck around and do all the things, um, then you should be able to be open about that with everybody saying, I'm just going to test this out. Don't expect me to maintain this, um, I'm just going to try it for a week and we'll see. And then we'll get back to you. Um, cause, and I I think that, that over time you build expectations of you as an artist or you as a creator. Um, and I think that the best thing that is that when people see you, they, um, they know what you're doing. They, yeah. they know your direction. They know what you're probably going to do for the next week. And, um, If you come in, like those first few weeks or months or whatever that you're in there, they're the best because you can do whatever and you can mess things up all the time and you can experiment to your heart's content. As you go further on, if you keep experimenting in certain ways, then people are going to be like, all right, dude, like, what are you doing now? Like, what are you actually going to commit to? We don't, like, we can't cling on to anything. And, um, and I think that's where, when, if you really keep it simple and you make art the, you think has value and that is priced accordingly and released in a nice way and it's consistent like um then you can grow this collection that can hopefully have value in it so that people can trade and and sell their other stuff to other collectors then now you've got a nice nft collection um and if you can keep it simple like that and grow while keeping it simple then um, you've just got much more room to like develop and adjust if things start going wrong because at the end of the day you don't want to be spending every hour of every day on that collection you want to be able to step away and enjoy the rest of life and so um, I think being able to set your goals and set your standard and figure it out um, that then means that yeah you could go on like in theory forever like um, definitely small and yeah, simple it's scalable at the end of the day I think yeah um and but yeah like i think that if you were a new artist coming in the um i'd just say just start talking to people start releasing stuff and um just having a chat but yeah just know that not everybody's going to be your target market so be careful about everything that you act upon um you got to find your group like and that might take a while though too
0: trial and error at the end of the day and you can only help assist from you know previous experience and previous trial and error you know people from the ancient times we wouldn't know the history and the trial and errors that they went through if we didn't learn from their mistakes if we didn't learn from their mistakes we wouldn't be where we are today so it's like it's key to life you must fail to achieve some sort of success I want to know, I want to really start dabbling more into, you know, your new approach to XRP and creating NFTs on XRPL. What, what are the, what is this process going to look like for yourself? How will, you know, you see yourself onboarding, you know, current XRP holders and your collection and what is the, you know, market approach for this? Um, Well, I think it's, it's important
1: to know where I started to, for this collection, just to give a bit of frame of reference. So, um, I a guy from Algorand hit me up and he just said, um, can you mint something on XRP and I'll like probably pick it up. Um and so I minted a
0: tree with a face. And I was like, Oh yeah, you bought it. Nice, that's cool. So so wait a second, you're telling me you're doing the tree faces project on the XRPL? Yeah. I did not I did not know that. I did not know you were tied to that at all. Because it doesn't say anything in your like on your account about it. So now that, okay, I've seen that art. That's great. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's my pin tweet. But yeah, I need to update my bio and everything. Yeah, oh. you, you've you mentioned those on what? Was it on XRP, right? No, sorry, XRP yeah, Cafe. Uh, yeah, XRP Cafe.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's where I've been listing it all. Um, and Yeah, so it, it basically started with a guy that wanted to just buy something from me on XRP because he wanted me to just get on it and test it out. And luckily as well, a week or two before I heard about Cafe, um, just starting up. So it was sort of in my head a little bit. And so I tested it out, but then my, um, my next test as an artist was, um, is there going to be a, a mix of buyers from Algorand, like my past collectors and new people on XRP? Um, because then if it was a nice, healthy mix, then I'm like, all right, the marketplace is probably good. Yeah. And luckily, like uh, the next five, I um, I sold as um with some people on aldo and some people on XRP. So I was like, happy days. This looks nice. And then I basically just kept going where I'll just keep making one so I always have one listed um from me. But they do sell quick where it's like a few seconds sometimes with sales. And so I've just been keeping that going and just growing it in, in that way. And um so now it's now I've capped it as well at five hundred. Um and I'm at about I think 240 at the moment, so I've still got a bit to go. So it's one a day. Oh no, nice. sometimes it'll be like ten a day. Oh nice. I've been in. I've been doing it for about um two months now. I think
0: that's incredible. Thanks, man. It sounds really fun. If you, I've never thought of approaching it that way, and I don't think I've ever heard any other artist approach it that way either, where they kind of just you know release as they please, and then. The, the market kind of picks it up as it wishes and i think that's kind of a cool approach because you know then you have slow consistent sort of cash roll coming in to fund the project and you're not necessarily dying out by picking up a, a crap ton of money initially and then dispersing yeah. it so much where you drain yourself and have nothing to progress with yeah there's been lots
1: of positives from this method honestly like so um basically like it fits my lifestyle perfect because then I can be like I don't really want to do any trees today like I'm just going to hang out and just rest and um and then everybody's like yeah no worries man like you do you um but then for the days that I want to do them I'll just make as many as I want to and I love uh, making an artwork and releasing it straight away like that for me makes sense i have always sort of been annoyed when I had to hold an artwork as the for me yeah. like It loses its sort of value. I'm like, ah, come on. I just want to show this to everybody. Um, but, and so then it also helps when, when I release it, it becomes random. So nobody knows when it's going to be dropped. So I can develop some like sort of fanatical people where they'll be refreshing my page on, um, XRP cafe. Wow. Every few minutes. Yeah. And I've got that desire. That's good to have. Yeah. Uh, and so then I released them for a hundred XRP too, which, um, means that there's room for secondary sales as well. So the people that pick them up really quickly, like it takes the pressure off me from having to think, oh God, I need to sell this piece. Um, they pick it up. They're like, yeah, we'll I'll take it. And then I'll try and sell it for maybe a little bit more or like maybe a lot more, or I'll just, will hold on to it. Um, so there's that sort of basic secondary action going on there too, because there's a lot of people that can't spend their time refreshing the page every few minutes. Um, so they are That's a really smart approach. And it sort of just came out like by accident. I didn't really plan or think about that. I was just like, I just sell want
0: to... Especially sound for 100 XRP. Yeah, <laughs> It's good. I, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. No, man, for this market condition, it's
1: really good. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's and I just I guess because um I wanna make things that I've seen people collect before, where I try and think of it. Um, so tree faces is the collection theme, um, which is basically a tree with a face, and then I try and add um another theme on top of that for each piece. Like generally. So it could be a tree face with a crown, or a tree face that's a pirate. You love our crowns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, because I find that that then it um gives the brand of the tree faces, but then also it gives the individuality um where it might like people connect with it um more personally because they're like, yeah, it's got a crown, so
0: it must be valued at a high price. Yeah, maybe we do a uh, tree face alt kings collab on a tree. Yeah, man. That'd, That'd be me. down, yeah. That oh. would be sick.
1: But, yeah, so I think that um, the whole thing, though, with Tree Faces is everybody understands what it is, too, which makes it a lot easier um to try and promote it, where it's basically it's a pure art, one-of-one one NFT collection, and everybody in the space knows what that is. And so that makes it a lot easier to be like, what are you doing, Dale? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, this is trees with, with faces. You see exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. If you're not interested, then you're not interested. Like some people love utility and they're not into it. And it's like, it's not for you. But then there's other people that they love it. They like live by it. Like they will
0: wake up and refresh. <laughs> like So the only sort of, it's just art. You you don't provide any other additional value. It's just the art itself. So be it. That's it. Yeah. Just, that's yeah, like, phenomenal. Thanks, <laughs> you You're living the dream right now, my friend. You have got a great setup, and it will continue to grow as you know. You continue to show your personality because just by this conversation we've had, it's it's been great so far, and I've truly enjoyed you know being able to speak with you about your journey and really just about kind of what inspired everything as a whole. Oops. Uh, but besides that, it's I'm I'm really happy for you. I think Thanks. it's hard to find that, especially in a bear market like this, where you're able to find your market and the people who support you. And then you slowly, surely, but surely just continue to add more people into that community. And it just continues to grow like a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think that because it's just suiting my lifestyle and everybody knows what to expect. Like, is this it full time for you? Yeah, Sorry yeah. for interrupting. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, like I've been for the last two months. I've been a full time tree drawer. <laughs> that's insane. That's awesome. But I have been doing like full time in Algorand as well beforehand too. So sure. it's maybe been about a year and a half or so. I've been in NFTs making art full time. Nice.
0: Um, that's which that's a big. Fun. That's a big goal to achieve, especially if you're an artist and that's what you desire. And I mean provides you that source where you're capable of now working wherever you want in the world whenever you want however you want because you have a community backing you supporting you and seeing the vision that you have saw saw out to see yourself to its fullest you know potential yeah man. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just bringing it to realization for you right now. I don't feel like you probably have had conversations like this, but yeah, like I I do think about
1: it cuz I've been trying to just make it suit my lifestyle, like make yeah. it less uh, less intense. And um the the big issue though is creating content. Like yeah. if I stop creating trees, everything slows down. And that's true. true. um and that's where that's like the the difficult part. Um, and so, but because I have that freedom to explore, like with my time during the day, I've been, um, trying to focus a lot more on like healing and doing yoga and my health and stuff and listening to my body a lot more. Um, because there's, there's no pressure for me to release really. Like everybody wants to see them and there's probably people checking now, but, um, I like, I'm just going to do it in my own time. And then if anybody like doesn't agree with that well then the theory is like they shouldn't be in the collection or whatever or they should just chill out like you know yeah yeah i i'm gonna try and just go with my own lifestyle and um i think a lot of people respect that too they they just want um they love seeing what i'm making and they just want to see it grow and and see um but yeah like it's it's been really nice um having like a sort of livable income from this like um yeah yeah, especially with tree faces flourishing pretty nice like where um you know i'm now just focusing on just trying to like make nice content and just have fun and connect with people um and I, you know i'm trying to help other artists as well if just like explaining where my head's at with everything and just i think um it's really hard to know when you're starting as an artist what even an nft collection should look like and i've made like you know my algo gods and then i've made um a few generative collections and then one that was just like a collection of just random stuff um of tests and experiments and i you know like you pick up all the different ways that like the ecosystem reacts to that because you start to see how they um interact with it whether it's from like on twitter um or from the marketplace or like on um you know checking the collection as a whole and scrolling through and like how they interact once you you understand that i think generally as an artist then you can make it enjoyable um because it's like if you learn um if you were a painter and then now you have to learn how to draw it's you have some skills coming in like you know how to make it look pretty and stuff but you don't know why people enjoy drawing and everything so you have to figure that out first before you can make a story. Nice and because I see that, like, yeah, making a collection is like making a big artwork, and like the artwork should relate and link link to one another. And um, then like once it starts making sense to a new person, like, um, like I try and think, does this make sense to a person that's never seen NFTs? Like, can they see some value in it? And if they can, then yeah, like then it's promotable in the public
0: and then it's probably a good project. Like could do it in art galleries. You should look it exactly. at it. that art galleries?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've been thinking about like it'd be fun to do a market
0: stall and then maybe try and give away free NFTs somehow or something like, or you could just do the physical copies of the NFTs. If holders, you could enter holders in the raffles and then you could print it off and ship it to them or something like that. Yeah, Ways of just sense. giving back and, you know, the slightest form, especially since in your case, it's just art-based. Nobody's expecting anything besides the art you produce. And that opens you up to not having to worry about anybody's expectations because they buy it for one reason, to support you and be- and or because they like the art.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and because I think as well, um, the other thing, though, that people miss is art as a significant thing. Yeah. Um, where like because you might have a personal connection with an artwork like I might do an alt kings one and you're like yep that's the one then it's also you might see another um, one where it's like this feels like it's going to be a significant piece in the collection so I should own it I'd love to own it and collect it and it could be maybe it's just going to be significant for the next month or it could be 10 years down the track and I think that's um, a thing that I've had to figure out with uh, art NFTs is people see some significance in it, um, and it can be like collecting seashells on the beach. I always sort of think of it like that, where um, or Pokemon cards. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, although with Pokemon cards though too, I think um, they they have their own extra utility of the game. Yeah, yeah that's so true. The metaphor of the seashells, it's like the it's what nature's made, and when you see it, um, you find like something in it like beauty and then it reminds you of the beach as well so it's like similar to my art i kind of see it where it's like you might find some beauty and connect to it and then maybe it reminds you of me and of xrp and then there might be some content in there too like there might be a guy with a crown and then it makes you think of old kings
0: and then it's like, yeah that's I mean it when i look at trees i think of hash trees now oh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no um, that cuz there is a project whenever you're, you're whenever you first met introduced uh, tree faces the first thing I came to a thought was another project on Hedera called hash trees and uh so i was like in my head i was just thinking like am i going to get these mixed up and i actually just got them mixed up right there but uh <laughs> yeah no i when i think of trees though i actually think of just you know just growth as as a whole and it's kind of referring to you know the same seashell methodology that you have and one thing that i can kind of you know correlate to the seashell would be like flowers flowers with the kind of same representation people look at them find beauty in meaningful different ways and yeah it's it's a cool perspective to have especially if you're an optimistic person who is you know very kind of open to different meaningful thoughts
1: yeah, yeah, because there's certain types of people that collect them. Like, well, there's certain groups, too, because yeah, there's people that um, they buy the pieces because they're like, yeah, this is for me. But then there's people that'll buy the pieces thinking, this is for someone else, and I'm going to get there first and then sell it to them and make a profit. And so it's um, it's been really interesting seeing the different types of buyers and um, just like the ecosystem interacting with the collection, too.
0: I'm going to start picking up all these trees now. I'm going to start selling them for like a 1,000 XRP each, hoping that they snag. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. No, No, that's... I'm just happy for you. At the end of the day, it's truly amazing to see somebody in this space. One, I get the honor of hosting you, but to see somebody who's full-time in the space now because there's so much opportunity that not a lot of people can really grasp. That although we are in a bear market, you can still capitalize on the opportunities of making an income regardless of like trading or trying to, you know, start the next big thing. You can create income by either working for other projects or companies and or, you know, creating art on your own, developing new D apps. There's, you know, so many different ways of, you know, being included in a part of any ecosystem in Web3 that can open you up to being able to be in this opportunity to like yourself where you're completely web3 and that's yeah. probably in a lot of case, in a lot of cases for people watching this is what they'd love to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like I was just lucky that I had a
1: following beforehand going to yeah. something and that I was just making them thinking like all right, eventually the demand will die down. But then it went the opposite way and never died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it only revived yeah yeah um bit, yeah because i'm really just trying to create value man and like I, I try and think now like um when i'm making a tree can i imagine one of my mates picking this up and like can i imagine them wanting to spend probably a little bit more than what i've priced to that if that if those two things are there then it's probably going to sell and um, then it, it'll it
0: just go on and do its own stories. I mean, if you think about it, you are the value, actually, because everything you produce is the value that you're, you know, wanting to create. Therefore, it's value that you're just basically just putting out into the world. And then it's created off of basically human interaction, I'd guess. And yeah. you are the value itself. It's just what anything that you do correlating to this specific field just springs and you know i guess aspires value i guess i don't know well right. you get where i'm going
1: like, yeah like i see it as a conversation between me and the collectors like because you know um the collectors are the ones as well that add the value like yes it's me and them. very great point it's interacting yeah and um and that's where yeah if i like am respecting them and giving them what they want um then they will, like, respond by picking it up and stuff. And if I'm, like, you know, doing ones that, like, aren't really hitting the mark, then they'll respond in that way. They'll be like, "Yeah, I don't really want to pick that one up right now. Like, um, and then, so, I, then it's just that feedback loop um, where I see what they want to give and what they take and what they expect. And I think it's just, yeah, that ongoing conversation and then it leads into these big things. And I think that, yeah, there's been a lot of people that have known me for over two years now. And, um, and so th- they've developed that trust and stuff that I'm on a- their
0: relationship. Yeah. I yeah. know you're on a much more personal level now than they did two years ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've seen me do all my experiments and stuff. Th- yeah. And, um. And I think that that is another aspect of adding the value to the the NFT, where it's like just as much as um the theme is good and the medium is good, the person that creates it is also a major aspect too. Like, because I have certain values, and um if my values are shared by them, um then we can move t- towards with that. Um, and I think that yeah, people uh enjoying the i'm keeping it really simple like they value that and they want to support that um
0: and yeah it just it makes sense it's a great relationship you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean it's been hard like i've needed to figure out all the different ways of using twitter and um how to present my stuff like and now you can get paid from twitter too uh, yeah i'll see how that goes i haven't looked into that yet but
0: yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely new and innovative and I think it's going to help a lot of people with another source of revenue potentially for whatever sort of business they're wanting to start. But yeah. on a note, I'd like to say Dale, thank you for taking the time and if there's anything you'd like to close off on, that would be the time to do so, but once again, I appreciate this conversation and I want I just really appreciate everything that you had to offer today. I think it's going to open up a lot of you know, a lot of people's perspectives to what's out there and what's possible. And it's just a matter of putting in, you know, the time consistency and, you know, the work and the just constant effort to see something that you truly believe in succeed. And that's just, you know, at the end of the day, I think of it as 1% every day. 1% every day will get you to that goal that you believe and you want to achieve. But yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. I guess- that's, that's, well, yeah, I'd probably say too. of just like trying to consider long-term how you're going to build this. Cause it, like, um, there's a time and a place to sprint. That's what I did at the start of the collection for tree faces, but I knew that it's, it's a marathon, you know, yeah. like just one step at a day. And after a year you'll, you'll get to where you need to be. You'll learn all the things. It's just being there. That's the, the big part. Um,
0: yeah no thanks so much for having me man it's been awesome of course amazing yeah definitely and ladies and gentlemen with that being said this has been the all king